Hi, I'm Kelly Shan and this is my podcast, Life Journey. I hope you find some inspiration and happiness for your own life in the words and experience from my guests. I would like to sincerely thank the Isaac Regional Council, along with the Regional Arts Development Fund, for their support in bringing you this interview. The Regional Arts Development Fund is a partnership between the Queensland Government and Isaac Regional Council to support local arts and culture in regional Queensland. After catching up with beautiful Kate Boschhammer last week, I decided it would be a great idea to find out from Steve Waugh just what the Steve Waugh Foundation does to help those kids living with rare conditions. To support Zara's Day online auction and the Steve Waugh Foundation, head to www.zarasday.com.au. Many thanks to Isaac Regional Council and the Queensland Government for their support in bringing this interview to you. Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate no it. I know how incredibly busy you are. So um, I'll get straight into it because I want sure. to really speak with you about the Steve Wall Foundation. And I'm really interested to know why you chose to assist people living with rare syndromes because there's so many problems in the world and why rare syndromes um, for you? Well, I think it shows me more than anything uh, and my wife, Lynette, uh, it just evolved really. I mean, I started my charity work in India over 20 years ago and looking up to kids who suffer from leprosy or their parents have leprosy in Calcutta and I saw how much money I could raise and how I could raise awareness and how I could bring good to a cause. And when I retired from cricket in Australia, um, Lynette and myself decided we wanted to set up our own charity, helping kids who show courage against the odds, um, kids who showed enormous character. And we started helping kids in the hospital system who had nowhere to turn. And after a couple of years, we sort of became inundated with cases and we thought we'd better actually identify who were, who were helping here. So Lynette did a lot of research and found that most of the kids who were helping fitted into the category of having a rare disease. Um, and that's... Um, uh, classified as having a prevalence of um, you know less than one in two thousand. There's six to eight thousand rare diseases. Seven to ten percent of the population will have a rare disease. Um, so then we started helping kids with rare diseases, and we realised, hang on, we can't help everyone. There's so much, so much required here. So we decided to even fine tune it more. So we help the kids with extremely rare conditions, the ones that have a prevalence of less than one in fifty thousand, of which there's over four hundred um, rare diseases, and we help those because. They're the ones that have no support groups, no government funding, and really are the orphans of the health system. So it really evolved from helping kids in India, wanting to help kids in Australia, and now we help the kids and the families that can't get support from anyone else. So, Steve, you mentioned a lot about kids, um, but do you help you know help adults as well that might be affected by? Yeah, we, we we recognised early on that uh, there was a big gap um, between the ages of eighteen and twenty five where kids sort of transition from being children to adults. There's nothing much for that age group, eighteen to twenty five. So we cater for um, kids and children in Australia, or I guess young adults from naught to twenty five years of age. And Steve, do you have a certain criteria of where those funds can be spent, or do you just recognise? each case on it on whatever their needs uh, are? No, we have um, we have three grant rounds each year and um, we're having one tomorrow actually where people um, log on to our website and they work out whether they can qualify and they send their needs. We have our own medical health advisory made out of top geneticists and paediatricians that have been our medical health advisory for over a decade now. They look at every case, they come back to us and make their recommendations and then we uh, sign off on those as um, a committee at the foundation. So there is a process to go through 
everyone's very clear with um, what's required and what they need to do. And if we can't help those, um, if pe people fall out of the area where we can't help, we try and um, put them on to someone else that can help them. So uh, the money that's raised through Zara's Day, it goes directly to our grant recipient program, which, um, as I say, um, they're all individual in different cases. Um, we've helped over 400 different rare diseases, uh, 3,000 families through these individual grants. Um, and, and every case is different. It might be to have a specialised wheelchair. It could be for a walker. It could be for um, physiotherapy. It could be for uh, speech therapy. Every case is different and unique. Steve, you mentioned um, Zara's Day then, and I just, how, I, I didn't actually realise until I spoke with Kate yeah. that she hadn't had anything to do with the foundation no. until they lost Zara. So yeah. that must have just blown you away. That, oh, look, it still does now. And it, um, yeah, it, it definitely does. Um, you, you see um, the amazing goodness in people and kind-heartedness, and they just do good for the community. And, I, yeah, we were sort of in awe of what Justin and Kate did, you know, after the passing of Zara. You think that, you know, you'd just be in your own little world consumed with your own issues, and all of a sudden they're raising money for other causes, and then they nominated us, and we never met before. They'd never benefited from our foundation, but it obviously resonated that Zara had a rare condition, and that's the sort of children that we look after. And raising money for us was, was something that really took us back, and uh, we're very humbled by it and very honoured that they chose us as the beneficiaries and worthy of raising money in Zara's honour. So it was a it was a it was a huge gesture. That um, strength and resilience and um, generosity that that they portray yeah. um, must resonate with so many people that you help yeah. too. It's just um, so it's not just the money; it's how they. Uh, yeah. themselves, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, our, our catch dry all the, the very basis of our foundation is strength of character. So we have strength of character, the, the kids we support, strength of character from the uh, volunteers, strength of character from our sponsors and, and beneficiaries. And this is exactly um, what you're saying is that um, it just it shows enormous character to do something like that and it fits in the, the very ethos of what the foundation is all about. So we try and everything we do is about strength of character and um and that really is um, as a direct result of looking at the kids and the struggles they go through and the attitude they have to life. You know, they dealt the toughest of situations, but they get on with the job, they have great attitude and they commute and they're generous and they really are inspirational. So, yes, strength of character is the core of the foundation. Steve, one other thing that since I've been re reading about this, about your foundation, and I must admit I had not he heard of the foundation mm -hmm. until um, Zara's yeah. Day came along, um, but you seem to. Uh, create a sense of community within those yeah. families, and I and I hadn't thought of that that kids living with or families that are mm. affected with rare syndromes don't have a wide support network like no. someone with cancer may have, no, and they must no. feel like they're walking the road alone a little bit. Yeah, and we often a lot of the parents often say, "Look, we uh, we thought we were forgotten, and we just want a voice and." someone to stand beside us and that's a really common theme and that's why the foundation was set up in a lot of ways to support those people are the ones that thought they didn't have a voice or any support and we make a connection with pretty much all the kids and families we know we've had kids we've supported now for over 15 years so we've seen them go from three and four year olds into teenagers and young adults now we've, we've supported them along that journey so it's not a one-off support it's, we're there for the long term and uh, that's pretty unique about our charity um we're very personal, all the staff know the kids and we have connections with all the families. Um, and that's really important because uh, when you've got a rare condition or 
in some cases, the kids aren't diagnosed at all. They actually have no support group, no one to turn to. So we become, I guess, the extended family. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. It's um, just a wonderful thing that you're doing. Steve, now, I would have to move out of home if I didn't ask you just uh-huh. one cricketing Dot. question. No <laughs> and um, and I had my two boys uh, get together and and collaborate on the question that they would like uh, to ask okay. you. That should be a good one. And, um, yeah, well, I hope so. They wanted to know how you felt um, when you played against the SCG and, and you made that 100 and um, yep. it was career saving for you. Yeah, look, it was one of those moments where you know, people often ask me about it because um, I played for Australia for probably 20 years and people have been on a journey with me, the, the good parts and the bad parts, and they felt as if they were they were part of that and um, to score that century off the last ball in front of the home crowd and family when I had a lot of pressure and potentially could have made my last game for Australia. It's um, That situation is something as a kid you dream about, you know, can I hit a four or six off the last ball and in a test match for Australia and then it became a reality. So it was um, I often say if I could give someone 10 minutes of my career, I'd give them that last over then walking off with um, the crowd applause, which lasted about 20 minutes or half an hour, I came out onto the players balcony two or three times and people were still standing and cheering. So it was like being a rock star for the first time in, in my cricket career. So yeah, that was that was amazing. And that's um yeah, you don't expect those moments to come along, but when you do it, you really cherish them. Very my husband messaged me last night because he's not at home and um he he said, oh he said, I remember that so well. It was <laughs> the third of January two thousand and three. Yeah. And we were in the middle of a terrible drought and we were laying poly, there was a heat wave, and he was yeah. listening to the cricket. Mm. And um, I remember laying the poly uh, during the heat wave, but I don't remember yeah. the cricket. But he said we raced home and I got the last few innings and it was yeah. the most satisfying few mm. innings I'd ever watched. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, um, yeah, sport binds Australians because I've had so many people tell me what happened during that moment and where they were. And um as a player, you don't really realise that until you finish, and you go, "Wow, it's a, it meant a lot to yeah, it meant a lot to a lot of people in Australia who followed my career and um, they were celebrating with me." So it was was fantastic. Steve, I just want to mention your amazing book, and um, I love this book. It has a lot about mindset and courage, and and mm. it talks about you know your what yep. you've done in India um, with children over there yeah. um, but the thing I love about it the most is we bought it for my for our son Hutton when he was really yeah. young because he's just loves cricket and he's not a big reader but when I pulled it out the other day and yeah. I'm about halfway through it he said oh that's a great book and I was really Good. surprised um, yeah. but what I've realized is because, and the great thing about it is there's cricket stuff in there, hmm. but there's also so much about yeah. life. And I think the yeah. young people. No, no. That, just, yeah, the idea of that book was to uh, really, I guess, life lessons and the important people I've met and things I've learned. So it was only a small part of it was cricket. So um, yeah, I'm glad, glad you enjoyed it. Good. Steve, thank you. Um, I encourage everybody to get online and, and take part in, in Zara's Day online auction and um, hopefully sure. Justin and Kate and Theo will be able to send you lots of money again this year to help um, yeah, no. all those kids. Yeah, thanks, everyone, for your support. It's, it's amazing. And Justin and Kate and Theo are um, incredibly generous and we, um, we really respect what you're doing and we'll make sure the money goes to really good use for the kids. Thank you so much, Steve. I really appreciate your time. Yes. Bye. Thanks for listening to my interview. 
If you'd like to hear more from Life Journey, subscribe to our podcast and we'll let you know when we have new interviews coming up.